Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pretty for a black girl. This is your girl, Deja. Make sure you follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please rate five stars and write a review. Today I was just thinking and I wanted to touch on a very controversial but important subject for me. Um, Just spirituality versus religion. I feel like people who are spiritual and not religious get such a bad rap sometimes. But I feel like the as, as a whole and as a culture, we're slowly venturing out and... Um, getting back to our roots or trying what works for us as far as spirituality goes. I, I grew up first jurisdiction, church of God in Christ, West Angeles, Bishop Charles E. Blake. I was always in the church. My grandmother was a missionary. All my uncles are pastors. Um, first, second service, Sunday school, sunrise service, Bible study, children's choir, <laughs> Before y'all get excited, no, I cannot sing. I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to make me sing while everybody else stayed quiet because she knew I wasn't really singing in the back. So she'd be like, everybody be quiet. Deja, you sing your part. I'm pretty sure that's the root of my social anxiety. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. I love you, mom. So I'm going to tell y'all where things went left for me. Um, as far as organized religion. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with organized religion. I don't have a problem with church. I don't believe in nothing else. I believe in God fully and wholly. Um, It's just my experience with organized religion was different because I feel like I grew up so structured and I felt like things were always a certain way. So when the church started changing and I feel like people were adapting to the new wave or what appealed to the masses it kind of lost me like the mega churches and you know the different social media Instagram you know it just kind of took away from what I was used to and what I experienced growing up so for me I think it was I was at church with my mom one Sunday so I think when I graduated from high school, I moved in with my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins uh, because it was closer to my job. I had, I think I was working for an, a divorce attorney, one of the craziest jobs I've ever had, to be honest with you. And um, I was living in Santa Monica. He was in Rancho Cucamonga. So it was a summer job. So I was like, okay, I'll move in. Um, and I remember my uncle made me have like... <laughs> like a full-blown Bible study and like redevote my life to God when I moved in. It was like mad crazy. But it wasn't for me at the time because 
I, that's just my family. Like, I was used to that. So one Sunday, I was at church with my mom. And the pastor, you know, everybody's getting ready. The flock is flowing in. And the pastor is walking up to the pulpit with a shirt that say ex-pimp. <laughs> and so here comes the deacon with ex-fornicator, ex-prostitute, ex-this, ex-that, you know, etc. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And he got up in the pulpit. And I guess these were like shirts that they were selling, Um from like the men's retreat kind of situation so he explained the background and he was basically trying to say that like everybody's a sinner or everybody has a past and that's fine but like why do I need to know that you're an ex-pimp or why do I need to know that you're an ex-fornicator or whatever the case may be I just felt like he was trying to appeal to the masses and it just didn't sit well with me So I kind of stopped going to church after that. And it wasn't just that specific event. Like there were multiple things and I felt like I started going to church just because I had to go to church or just because that was routine or just because, you know, like my family frowned upon me not going to church every Sunday or not going to Bible study or not living my life a certain way. So when that happened, I was just kind of like, this is, this is not for me. So I tried a couple of different churches and I still didn't get that feeling that I got. I wanted old school. Like I was going to church and I'm like, where are all the elders? You y'all remember the elders? Like I used to get in trouble by everybody in church. Like when I got in trouble, I was a good kid. I wasn't crazy until later on in life, but <laughs> you know, but I was at, like, when you got in trouble, you got in trouble with everybody and you listened to that structure. Cause you had a village, you know, but I felt like, visiting churches that were like newer and mega churches or bigger churches or you know churches that were just trying to change direction had young pastors you don't see the elders in the church anymore and I felt like that's what brought the respect and that's what brought the wisdom to the church you know and I feel like even though pastors you know you have to go to school you have to do a lot of things to become a pastor but that knowledge that they hand down from generation to generation that's where the real substance is And I felt like there was a lack thereof in the particular church that I was going to. And then I went to visit, like, you know, some of the churches that I saw on TV or something. Like, you know, and it was the same thing, like no elders in the church. So eventually I just stopped going to church. And then maybe a few years later, that same pastor I was talking about, I saw him on, uh, y'all remember that show Real Preachers of L.A.? In a lowrider. And I was just like, this is what I was talking about. Like, you went from the ex-pimp shirt to the the cherry red lowrider on TV. Like, I just felt like it was very gimmicky um, and commercial. And I understood he was trying to say, like, he's still down or he's still, you know, who he is, even though, like, he loves God. And I respect that, and that works for some people. But for me, I felt like, you don't have to prove to me that you're still the same person in order for me to listen to you or in order for me to open up to you. But, you know, then again, I don't know, you know, who's coming to him or who he's trying to target, but I just knew it wasn't for me. I shouldn't say target. That sounds like (laughs) he has some ulterior motive, but I felt like, um, you know, it just wasn't appealing 
to me and I, I didn't feel like I was getting the message because there were so many distractions. So I just realized that you need to do what appeals to you spiritually. You know, I didn't know that at the time. So I was just kind of like, church is different. Or, you know, like it wasn't, I felt like I wasn't um, receiving anything from going to church. It just became habit. I felt like, I, you know, I felt obligated. That's just pretty much in a nutshell. That's that's what my problem was. Um, but eventually, you know, I stopped. I stopped praying. I stopped going to church. Um, I just kind of it wasn't a part of my everyday life anymore. It was like once I stopped going to church, I just completely disconnected from religion or spirituality or God just in general. You know, I was kind of like it was a back burner thing for me. Um. Later on, I just realized I wasn't operating in my purpose. You know, that's a different conversation. But when you find yourself, it's just so much different. And so many doors open up. And you just gain so much knowledge about yourself. And it's like, how do you not? Like, I felt like I didn't know me once I did get back to where I was supposed to be. But, you know, fast forward about five years after the whole church situation, Five years, three states, hell, two, three boyfriends, um, you know, just life in general. I experienced uh, some traumatic events. I lost my ex-boyfriend. We weren't together anymore, but we were still friends, very good friends. And he died in a car accident. And some months later, I lost one of my dearest friends to suicide on New Year's. And I just started crying in my living room to my mom. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Like, my heart is hurting. I was just crying and I was distraught because, you know, how does this happen? You know, and I just didn't understand. And I was just in such a bad place, like lost like 10, 12 pounds. I know y'all probably like 10 pounds, but I'm very small. So that's that's a lot. So I was looking like a 12 year old, to be honest with you. And it was just it was just a lot for me. And I had a two year old to take care of on top of that. Like it was shit was crazy. I literally almost died. I went through like a domestic violence situation. Like it was just a lot of stuff. But that still didn't get my attention, y'all. I was still doing what I wanted to do, operating how I wanted to, like still not really putting two and two together and not really realizing what was missing in my life. And um I had a why is this happening to me kind of mindset instead of thanking God that I was still here and still alive. You know, it was just more so like blow after blow after blow after blow. And I just didn't understand, you know. But it took some years and some healing um, to bring me back to who I've always been at my core and for me to actually feel like myself again. Um, with that being said, you know, I was just bringing that up because even though I grew up with the right structure and grew up in the church and grew up, you know, your, your stereotypical, you know, family background. Um, I felt closest to God when I discovered my own journey. So that was a big deal for me. Don't get me wrong. Like I really, I went through a lot. It took me some years to actually 
accept myself and be comfortable with not or being judged by family because they're still used to their way of living and their way of doing things. So that made me uncomfortable to be who I was. And I'm still learning and growing. I still haven't figured it out 100% today. Um, I just wanted to share. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, some things that work for me, because I know I'm not the only one in this situation. And I'm sure... People have been in the same position before, and it's kind of like you're so used to a certain way of living that when you change, even if it's for the positive, you still don't feel right or you still don't feel comfortable. You have that nervousness about the new you. So I definitely um, had to get comfortable with who I was. Um, I started meditating and praying every day, and it just changed my life. Um, it made me look at things a different way. You know, it made me realize how blessed I was to be in the position that I was in, you know, to have some of the things and opportunities that I had. And it just overall made me feel like a better person. I can tell the difference when I pray and when I don't pray, when I meditate and when I don't meditate, or if I get up and start my day without thanking God for being here or whatever the case may be, my day will be thrown off. Like it's really an inner thing for me like I this is this is my ritual this is what you know sets the tone for my days and what sets the tones for me moving forward for the day week month whatever it is if I pray about it if I meditate about it it makes me feel a hundred times better it could be the worst thing in the world you know but I'll be able to deal with it better um I use sage I use candles you know like I pray that kind of thing um I I see I have two mediums and a tarot card reader. I know people are like, what? She was just talking about God. But um, I feel like mediums get a bad rap. So do tarot card readers. My tarot card readers, um, reader, I should say, we're super cool. That's my homegirl. Shout out to the Ratchet Empath. You guys follow her on Instagram because she's she's dope. Like, that's really my friend. Like, I talk to her like I talk to my homegirls. Um, and she just offered a lot of insight on things that I wasn't sure about. I was scared about like doing a tarot card reading. Cause you know, like people associate that with like everything taboo, but I, it was actually a good experience for me. And she never like told me anything off the wall or said anything to me that made me not believe what she was saying was genuine or that she was looking out for my best interests or she had some ulterior motive or whatever the case may be. Um, but it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me. And I usually I'll book with her or call her when I'm like uh, 
at a crossroads about something or I'm not 100% sure if I should take the next step with something. And I feel like it gives you a lot of mental clarity. Backstory. I, my cousin is the one that did a reading with this medium named Angel. And she was like, yo, you got to do a reading. And I was like, a reading? What the girl? Anyway, <laughs> but it was, it actually, like I ended up doing it and he told me, don't pay me until the end of the reading just in case you don't believe me. And so I was like, I mean, what do I have to lose? Like, if I don't believe what he's saying, I could just, you know, tell him, no, that's not what it is and whatever. But when I tell y'all I was in tears at the end of this reading because this man knew so much about my life. He, like, connected with family members that passed away, and he was telling me things that nobody would know. I know, like, it's so hard to believe until it happens to you, but he literally, like, there is so much stuff that he wouldn't even know that somebody had to tell him about me, and, like, only one or two people know. And this man was, like, all the way in Colorado or something over the phone. I mean, as soon as I picked up the phone, he, like, ran down my full personality. He knew what I did for a living. Like, I've never met this man before. It was stuff that you can't find on a background check or you can't find on the Internet. And he really knew my life so he told me some like key things that have really I feel like helped me um make decisions I guess when it comes to things that I've been skeptical about or things I was unsure about uh he definitely gave me some insight but I was scared as hell I'm not even finna lie to you like I don't want to know that much about my life no more (laughs) so that's definitely like a one-time experience um I I don't want to know what my future holds. That was my lesson in that, like, okay, so I know I want to know some stuff or I want some kind of guidance, but I don't want to know too much. Like, don't do not do that. So so eventually, uh, that's how I ran into Bella. Like, let me try something different, you know. So I like the tarot cards because they they give you guidance, but they're not revealing anything, and it's always your choice. You know, it's always the crossroad that you're at that comes out. And you can go this way or you can go that way. But the cards are basically, you know, kind of letting you know that you have a decision to make or whatever the case may be. And it's very much like accurate, you know, so that's more my speed. But um, I did run into a lady like another. I guess you would call her a psychic or something. I don't know. She was she was a very nice lady named Fatima. And I want to say she's from Ghana Um, and she runs a daycare. So my friend was like, yeah, I did a reading with her. Like, me and my friends talk about shit like this. <laughs> um, we're, we're very much tapped into spirituality. Um, and we're open with each other. Like, even if I don't agree with something that, that one of my friends is doing, like, I'm still, I'm going to listen. But this particular person, she was like, girl, like, she's dope. Like, I'm going to give you her number, text her. So I text her. And I felt like she was like, you know, one of the mean, like, aunties. Like that she going to tell you about yourself, but she'd be right. So you really don't say nothing. <laughs> you don't say nothing back to her. Like that's how that's how she was like attitude, you know, very direct. Like but she was correct. And I mean, from like my past relationships, my job, like how people felt about my energy. um, Just a lot of different things that. I needed clarity clarity on. I was dating some guy, and she was like, yeah, no, he's not the one. Um, he think he can play games with you. I was like, girl, because he do. Like, 
we really i'm like how you know you know him but she was really like you know he's dealing with somebody else and he still want to deal with you and you're not having it and he doesn't like it he's throwing a tantrum don't believe nothing he say when you come back i was like what i was like no i blocked him she was like he's coming back and he did he (laughs) he like dm'd me on instagram it was like we were never friends on instagram and i was like wow that's wild she was like i mean you could play with him if you want to but he's not the one girl i was like okay fatima (laughs) But she has literally been right about um, a lot of things. Like, she knew about my business. She told me I had a business overseas. Like, I never shared this information with her. I told her my name, and that was it. Um, she told me my business was going to be successful. She told me I was getting ready to purchase a house, and I was, like, you know, in real estate with my dad. So we were getting ready to, you know, purchase a property. And she's like, you're going to do good in real estate, commercial and residential. And, I mean, like, this, these are things that I've shared with my father and I've talked about, and this lady knew. And I had never even laid eyes on her a day in my life. So it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me and it's not for everybody some people are scared of it some people don't believe in it but me personally that's what works for me um I always meditate I drive in silence because I feel like that's where I do my best thinking um I'm a big believer of like burning candles and things like that okay sidebar so I really didn't tell so Fatima believes in like rituals and things like that So the first time I did a reading with her, I told my best friend, like, this lady told me to put a gallon of milk and 31 candles in a plastic bag and throw it in a lake. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, we live in Rancho Cucamonga. Where am I going to find a lake? So (laughs) he was like, oh, such as I'm not going to say the park, y'all, because I really did it. And that's probably littering. But (laughs) so I smoked because y'all know I be I be high. So I smoked and he like, fuck it. My best friend like, let's go. I mean, if you got to go throw this gallon of milk in the lake, we finna go throw the gallon of milk in the lake. And I'm like, well, what's the worst that could happen? But you got to go with me. Cause like, what if the police come or something and see me like throwing a gallon of milk in the lake? <laughs> so he comes and picks me up. I put the gallon of milk with the candles in, in his back seat, And he like, shit, I mean, you might as well do it. I'd rather you do it than don't because what, you know, what's going to happen. So we went to this lake. We found a lake, y'all, in Rancho Cucamonga. So we went to the lake, and it was, like, super quiet. Like, nobody was there. If you've been to Rancho, you know, like, at night, nothing's really going on. So we go to the lake. We walk to the lake. I'm like, should I open a gallon of milk, or do I pour it in the bag, or do I put the plastic in there? (laughs) He's like, I don't know. Maybe you should open it. And I was like, if I don't open it, it's not going to sink. So we're trying to figure out how we're going to throw this in the lake. And she told me to say a prayer before. So here we are, 10, 11 o'clock at night at this lake in Rancho Cucamonga with a gallon of milk and 31 candles praying. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever done in my life. But she was like, yeah, you have to do this on a Wednesday before this day, blah, blah, blah. So I throw the milk in the lake. All the ducks start quacking. It's like 11 o'clock at night. They start flying and just all kind, just making all kind of unnecessary noise. I'm like, oh, shit, get in the car. We got to go. <laughs> so we leave. But exactly what she said was going to happen if I did that happen. And I was like, I'd rather do it and believe her than to not. But literally exactly what she said. She was like, if you put this in the lake, this is going to happen. And I did it. And that's exactly what happened. And it was something that like she couldn't have predicted or something that couldn't have like I didn't I couldn't have told her about it she actually told me 
And it was just crazy. So, I mean, outside of that crazy experience, like I said, you know, I, I do some shit sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very open. So, but outside of that, like, I don't do anything crazy. Like, I don't really believe in rituals or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, I'm just saying all that to say that whatever it is that works for you, do it. And as crazy as my story is, that's what works for me. And I felt... Like, I've never felt so closer to God than I do, like, now. I feel like my spirituality is stronger now than it was when I was sitting in church and reading a Bible every week. Not saying don't read your Bible. Not saying don't go to church. But for me, stepping outside of the church and embracing the world and having real-life experiences is what made me who I am and what brings me peace. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.